I feel like a lot of times people use this sort of, oh, you should be grateful thing to kind of dismiss people's feelings. You can be grateful and still be sad. You can be grateful and still feel depressed, feel anxious, feel annoyed. And it's taken me quite a while to actually accept that, to actually accept the fact that, you know what, I can, I can grieve over small things without feeling guilty. I can be grateful and still, still grieve. Hi everyone, welcome to Miscellaneous Thoughts, the podcast where we talk about religion, politics, and all that jazz. And it's going to be just us talking about what it means to experience emotions and to feel feel sadness and to grieve even even about the smallest, most insignificant things that might exist. So yeah, let's get into it. So this episode was actually inspired by this post I read on Instagram. This is what the post said. I feel like y'all still aren't truly accepting that folks are exhausted from living and grieving through a pandemic for the last few years. Will you take in this knowledge and act accordingly? Stop pushing folks and yourself so much. Truly slow down when you can. And I, I love this because it's like, I feel like we are trying to create this new normal and we're trying so hard for us to kind of get back to what things were before. I think we're forcing a lot of things. I'm not saying that we, should, that we have to kind of stay stuck in this pandemic era, but people are literally still dying from COVID. There's a lot to still grieve about because this only happened, like we were only in this pandemic for like, what, two years? So it's like, it's all very fairly, fairly recent. But yeah, I, I was just thinking about like how some people have lost friends, families. Some people have lost things, their homes. Some people have lost experiences. I've heard my parents say, my mom say sometimes like, oh, you know, You have so much to be grateful for. Other people are worse off than you. And that's true. But like at the same time, there will always be people worse off than me. Uh, Most people are working very hard because of the fear of not having a home to live in, of not having their access to utilities, the fear of being homeless. But I think even with that, you know, God forbid I was to like become unhoused, even then things could be worse for me. Like, Things can always be worse. And so this whole like, oh, you should be happy. Things aren't worse off for you. It's like, what what does that even mean? Like, I I also think that it's, it's a very weird way of trying to make ourselves feel better. Like trying to compare yourself to people who may be worse off than you is a very misguided way of trying to stay grateful or stay positive. Currently, I'm a grad student, right? And I'm still trying to kind of figure out what I want to do. I mean, I, I obviously I'm going to probably use my degree. Like I wouldn't spend two years and lots of money for a degree that I wouldn't use. It just wouldn't make sense to me. But I'm still kind of trying to figure out things for myself. You know, what do I want to do? Do I want to stay? Do I want to stay in the city? Do I want to move upstate? Do I want to do this? Do I want to do that? Um, and there are a lot of things that I haven't really decided in terms of like what I want to do in my life. And I think if someone much older than me was to say, like, well, at least I'm not a grad student trying to figure out their, figure out my life right now. Like, I would feel terrible about myself. Maybe my life isn't amazing, but like this whole, like, oh, at least I'm not as worse off as you. 
it would feel really bad for me to be the person that someone is comparing themselves to. And we do that whenever we talk about other people, like, oh, at least I'm not, at least I'm not a homeless person. And it's like, like, how dare you? Who knows why that person is homeless? Who knows what happened to them for them to even be in that position? And for you to say, like, at least I'm not where they're at. It's like this sort of almost like superiority, like, oh, I'm, I'm better than them. Like, I'm doing better than they are. It's it's very misguided, and we, we use it in this all, like, oh, I'm just trying to be grateful. I'm trying to stay positive. I'm trying to remember, you know, I'm trying to kind of gain perspective. Like, sure, yeah. But, like, why why do you need to compare yourself to people that are worse off than you to feel good about yourself? Like, why 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 do you need to engage in this sort of, like, downward social comparison? Like, why? But, you know, just kind of going back to the whole, like, to the whole um, being grateful, I feel like a lot of times people use this sort of, oh, you should be grateful thing to kind of dismiss people's feelings. You can be grateful and still be sad. You can be grateful and still feel depressed, feel anxious, feel annoyed, feel mad at someone. You can be grateful and do all and feel all those types of emotions and feelings. Gratitude does not cancel out the reality of feelings and emotions that come up when things happen to us and you know even even with just me missing my graduation I felt very like guilty for for wanting to grieve over that because it's like how dare I grieve over a, a graduation when people have lost their lives and like obviously people you know loss of life I don't think is comparable to missing a graduation to missing a certain experience of friends it's not comparable I, but it doesn't mean that I'm not allowed to feel any type of way about what happened. And I know to a lot of, you know, other college students, to students that perhaps struggled through college, first-generation college students, who shed tears and tears and tears because of the anxiety they had going through college. For students that, that had to fight with professors about grades, who had to deal with racist professors, sexist professors, misogynistic professors. For students that had to deal with depression and anxiety in college, clinical depression, clinical anxiety in college, and still work, you know, have a part-time job, a full-time job, or raise a family. To them, I'm sure that graduation meant so much. Being able to just celebrate yourself with other people, with other graduates, I think that's such a that's such a powerful, such a powerful experience that everyone I think deserves to have. If you've worked hard all all four years, all two years, like you deserve to celebrate yourself. People are allowed to grieve, you know. Students are allowed to grieve. I'm allowed to grieve. We're all allowed to grieve things, regardless of how small they may seem to other people. And it's taken me quite a while to actually accept that, to actually accept the fact that, you know what? I can, I can grieve over small things without feeling guilty. I can be grateful and still, still grieve. So yeah, I mean, one of, my, one of my biggest goals, I think, of this year is to show or express a greater range of emotion. I feel like I'm, o- I'm only, like, either happy or sad or hangry. Like, those are, like, the three emotions. I know hangry is not natural emotion, but the purpose of this podcast, just go with it. But I, that's literally just me all the time. I'm either, like, really happy or I'm just really sad. And part of me trying to have a wider range of emotions is like I said allow myself to feel sad even over minuscule things you know 
I can feel sad about, I don't know, my favorite t-shirt being ruined or my favorite jeans having ink, ink stains all over. I can feel without judging myself. Like the other day I was crying and I tend to do this thing where I'm like, oh my gosh, why are you crying? Like I'm literally judging myself. Like when I'm supposed to just be feeling, I'm judging myself. I literally caught myself saying, why are you crying? And I was like, you know what? Stop. No, we're not doing this right now. I'm allowed to cry. And that's it. Like I don't need, I don't need to have a, a reason to cry. If I feel sad, I want to cry. I'm going to cry. And that's it. I don't need to come up with some type of logical explanation for why there are tears rolling down my face. I can just cry. I can be sad and just let it be. And I think perhaps a prop, another thing, and I'm hoping this episode is not too long, but one thing I've, I'm also thinking right now is I think a reason why I, I feel the need to question, you know, my crying is because I do feel as though we live in a place where we don't allow more distressing emotions to run through. Even when people are grieving, I've, I've heard people say, oh, you know, okay, that's it. You can stay. They try to almost police people. And people who have literally lost lost family members and friends, there are people who look at them after what, like, oh, you're still crying? You're still, you're still mourning your loss? Like, it's been a month or so. Aren't you over it? And it's like, like how 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 dare you tell someone how to grieve? How dare you tell someone how long they should mourn for? Like the audacity of you. There's just like this assumption that like, oh, okay, yeah, you're sad. Okay, get over it. You're good. You're good. And I've I think I've kind of internalized that. I'm trying to just rewire myself to not to not do that anymore. To not feel as though like I have to question why why emotion is present. And I guess my point is, is that no one, no one has the right to tell us how to feel about things that happen to us. If it happened to me, I'm allowed to feel how I want to feel. I think sometimes it is a sort of entitlement that people have over us. Like, oh, you know, you don't, you shouldn't be crying. You shouldn't be sad right now. Like, you don't know me and you're not me. So like, you don't, you don't get to tell me how I react to situations. Am I saying I should never question emotions? Because I think sometimes, you know, asking yourself like, oh, why am I so angry right now? could be helpful because maybe you're angry. Maybe your anger is linked to something within you and not really the, um, not really the consequence of something that happened externally. It could be more of like an internal issue, right? But I don't need a reason to cry. I really don't need a reason to cry. But I want to cry at the fact that, I don't know, I saw a nice person be kind to me. If I want to cry at the fact that I lost my favorite pen or whatever, or my favorite shirt is ruined, I can cry about that. I'm going to cry about that. Like we owe to ourselves to experience every range of emotion, every feeling from sadness to anger, to annoyance, to, to disgust. Like we, we owe to ourselves to fully experience what we want to experience, what we need to experience. We should allow ourselves the space and the grace to experience every spectrum spectrum of emotion. We owe to ourselves to be able to feel the rainbow, touch the rainbow, taste the rainbow and stuff. But we owe that to ourselves to just fully be. And a part of being is 
living and experiencing all of those feelings within us. These are my emotions and I'm allowed to feel them. That's it. These are my emotions and I'm allowed to feel them. And like, you know what, you know what this reminds me of? You know that commercial um, by J.G. Wentzworth and it's like, it's my money and I want it now. But anyway, um, I think I've rambled enough for this episode. I hope y'all enjoyed. I'll see y'all next time. Bye.